0: We want to welcome you back to one times one i'm rob and i'm sue and we're the parkers today is episode four and we are excited to be able to shoot today and then what we'll do is we'll produce tomorrow and then on tuesday you will take over the social media i'm like the
1: social media
0: person You're the, yeah that, that's your major role and yeah. you do such a fabulous job
1: not really, I'm learning
0: Yeah, you're learning, you're doing great, I'm so proud of you Thanks But uh, I'm the guy getting all the camera, the sound, the lighting And I drive you crazy with it, don't I? It's a lot of work It's a lot of work It's a lot of work, it's, it's not just that easy It's e- This is easy This is easy It's the yeah, this is other fun. stuff that's yeah. not easy Yeah, so we have a non-sponsor today, a non-sponsor sponsor today We gotta figure out how to say that right And it's Oakley, my favorite shirt
1: Okay, let me just say, this shirt has been worn so many times time. It
0: was a COVID shirt
1: I think it was worn almost every other day. Clean. Clean. Because I do laundry every, every day. day, and yeah. then it's clean put away. I should just put it on the bottom of the T-shirts, yeah. but I put it on top, and it's just it's grabbed frequently.
0: Yeah. And for all of our camping friends, it's a camping staple. Multiple Not washed much. then. Not washed <laughs> then. Not washed <laughs> then. Um, so, yeah, um, I wanted to share a little bit about the week. We had talked about last week just some things going on in your life, and, and I really just want to share a couple cool things this week as All of you know now, if you've been watching, I am a minister, Sue is a nurse, and uh, it is the season of Lent. It's a season of really celebrating and remembering the death and resurrection of Christ. And as a church, during the midst of COVID, we've been really trying to meet in person, have our groups meet in person. We've been doing all the social distancing. Thanks to you, you've done a fabulous job leading the way in how to do this properly.
1: Some people think I'm a little rough, but rules are rules.
0: (laughs) Rules are rules. Guidelines are guidelines. Guidelines are guidelines. Guidelines are guidelines. We want to say that properly. Guidelines are guidelines. Guidelines. And so um, over the last several weeks, we as a church have really been really leaning into our worship services really hard. And praying for people. And it's just not been coming from me, from the front. It's been coming from one another. And I will say this, that in the middle of a pandemic, uh, we have seen seen some really amazing things happening in people's lives. Lives are being transformed. We have seen physical healings. We've seen emotional healings. We, we've seen a lot of amazing things going on. And I just want to celebrate today that in the midst of everything going on, that like, I believe God's up to something good even during COVID. I know we don't want to always believe that or see that, but it's just been a great season of Lent as we're preparing for the death and resurrection of Christ. And so, uh, so thanks for letting me share. It's good. It's been a great week. Yeah. yeah. Been exciting. So, today we're going to talk about uh, another part of our journey. And uh, it's been an interesting conversation between us about what we're going to talk about because it's very important to us. And there's certain, there are going to be certain episodes that are more important to you. Uh, certain ones are going to be more important to me. And, and in not and in fairness to you, Sue, this is kind of one that I've been really kind of pushing, correct? Totally. Something that that really means a lot to me because it's really something that, that I've wanted in, in my life for you. And because of you, it's been so deep. So tell us a little bit about the topic.
1: Today we're going to talk about honesty. So I think for me, honesty, if I really had it, because when we were talking about it, I, I don't know, like I was... I was struggling a little bit with talking about it today not not that i struggle with honesty i think it's because honesty is such a huge part of my life like i am a straight shooter if you know me i tell the truth exactly like holster in but um i'm i don't like when people don't tell the truth i i really struggle with it honesty is like the foundation of me so that's like a non-negotiable um i've grown up in an honest world for the most part I feel like yeah. but Rob has struggled more with honesty and it was very important to him early in our marriage that honesty was the pivotal point and I was kind of like of course it is but he was like no 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 you don't understand honesty is very important to me
0: yep yeah honesty loyalty are really two of my biggest values that i hold so i want to i want to read a couple lyrics from a billy joel song because this is really where it comes from every time i think about honesty i think about billy joel but i promise i won't sing it i tried it before and sue said please he was actually trying
1: it before the camera went on and i was like no
0: no honey good try (laughs) so this is this is the course honesty is such a lonely word everyone is so untrue honesty is hardly ever heard and mostly what I need from you. Mm. And I, I kind of want to break out into, you know, no, I don't no, know no. but I won't do it. <laughs> Please don't. I won't do it. But, but the lyrics are just so amazing. You know, I can find a lover, I can find a friend, I can have security until the bitter end. Anyone can comfort me with promises again. I know, I know. When deep inside of me, don't be too concerned. I won't ask for nothing while I'm gone, but when I am in, want sincerity, Tell me where else I can turn because you're the one I depend upon. Honesty is such a lonely word. Everyone is so untrue. And for me, um, I I think it's important to tell the story because when we first met, we had some pretty crazy moments. And I I love our moments. I really, really do. And I'm not going to get preachy. I'm going to tell the narrative. And so, um, you know, we, we had the walk. The crazy walk right the two mm-hmm. and a half hour a stroll in the park yep and it was great uh, i got a friend saying hey meet me at the duck pond let's go for a walk um but and, and there i really felt i laid everything out for you right and you, you felt the same way mm-hmm. right and you were a little shocked how i handled when you laid everything out correct yeah what was your biggest frustration when, when we laid everything out on the table you
1: you were not um you were not shocked you were just like okay this is starting
0: point let's go yep. you know Yeah, and so when you leave conversations like that, you're like, okay, that was solid, that was good. But as we got engaged, as we were getting closer to like, hey, we're gonna start preparing for the wedding, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'll never forget, we went on another walk, another walk. Walking
1: is really therapeutic for us. Yeah.
0: When we go through seasons of walking, it's usually because we have stuff to really process. It's true. Yep, we're going for a walk in about two hours, right? Mm -hmm. We're bringing the doggies and we're going for a walk. So we were going through a walk through Allendale and that was the hometown that I grew up in and I know that I was fully transparent with you but because I grew up in a in a home where I wasn't always able to be honest and I hate to say that but if we're gonna have any real connections with people I think we need to be transparent um, I grew up in a big family a lot a lot of boys a lot of testosterone. Uh, a lot of getting punched in the face by brothers and wrestling all the time and, I wouldn't be honest uh, if I was uh, getting punched either a lot of wedgies right I don't even know if wedgies are legal anymore um, probably not but but there was this expectation of you know trying to just kind of keep up with one another and I lied all the time all the time I lived a lie I, I struggled academically I had major learning disabilities. I was hit by a car in second grade.
1: Okay, let's be honest. Let's just tell them the story about the grades at a very young age. The lying that began at a oh, very young goodness. age. Come on, let's let's go there.
0: Okay. So Don't I,
1: let your children listen
0: to this. Yes. So eighth grade, um, I had a fellow sibling teach me how to change my grades when they were bad because it was paper, like They're paper, a, a paper copy. Yes. And so, like, we would take D's and turn them to B's. And E's and the B's, and my and one of my siblings was like, "Yeah, try it. Like you won't get in trouble then." I'm like, "Brilliant idea." Or whenever we got like the the progress reports, it was, "Hey, if you go to the mailbox right away and you take it out of the mailbox, mom and dad will never know you got one." Well, like you're the one- reason
1: we had to go electronic. Yeah.
0: Because- <laughs> And so starting in like sixth grade, I started getting, right, those, those progress reports. And so I'd run to the mailbox knowing when they were coming, coming out, be the first one home, and I'd take them I'd throw them away. I was terrified. And so, But what did you do? To make it look more authentic,
1: you said you dropped it in oh, the pond. so that's, that's
0: a report card. Oh, so The report sorry. card, I knew that I was changing my grades for three semesters, uh, three quarters, and I knew like I'm dead because <laughs> when I did the fourth quarter, I messed it up. And in my nervous eighth grade mind, I scribbled it out and tried to write a new one. And I'm like, it doesn't work. So I put it under a water fountain to blur it out and it made it worse. So all I did was I threw it away. I went home and I said, hey, mom and dad, got the best report card of my life, but it went down the river. And they're like, Huh went down the river. I'm like, yeah, you know the river right next to Brookside school I was trying to jump over the rock and it fell into the water and because they had seven boys They're like, okay, cool that sure. Maybe and they it was summertime. So it was like whatever well mom and dad read into the nature of who I had become and uh, I really remember that after that report card my dad really was like You're my son and I love you, but I hate liars and I really don't like you right now. And I'm like, oh, that really cut to the mm-hmm. core, right? And so when I became a follower of Jesus, when I had my divine encounter with the living God, when uh, my life spir- spiraled so out of control that I was going to end it, um, I had a moment where I had to be honest with God. And so. I had a moment where I was just honest with God with everything in my life. Even though he knew everything about me, he's like, yeah, I know, I know. And I just said, this is the standard of living from here on out. And so from that day forward, I vowed that even even when I didn't want to, I would be overly honest. And that's one of the things that you always say to me, like, dude, you're too honest, right? Right? Why do you say that?
1: Because you say everything. Like, you have to say everything that maybe, like, you thought about or saw something that maybe wasn't appropriate you you tell me everything and I appreciate it but you're very honest yeah very extremely honest things that most people most people wouldn't think about yep you know but the ironic part to the whole thing is is how much I don't like lying and I I cannot stand like if the rules are not followed right like this is me like I get frustrated with people Yep. even if they don't know they're breaking a rule like that frustrates me and I think like just to kind of circle it back to COVID right now, COVID has frustrated me because people are not following rules and I'm not going to get into it because that's going to be, but like even you're really seeing people's nature during COVID because you're seeing people not be truthful about where they are or what they're doing or, and I see that all the time in a school and it's so frustrating to me. So it just brings it all back for me. But I think what's important to know is that if Rob and I had met at an earlier time in life before he had that transformation in his life at age 19, we would have never been together because I would have seen right through him because I'm pretty good at that and I would have been like, no way. His character, the, the lack of honesty in his life. So it's really cool how, like, to bring it back to Jesus, how he brought us together at that perfect time because before that, we would have never been together.
0: Yeah, so I I need to tell a story because at the time I had my major injury, you know playing football I moved home and um, I I was I was a big boy. I was a big boy and Sue was 5'3 tiny little girl And in that I remember going for this walk and I said listen, I really want to I really I know I've shared things with you But I really just want to kind of just cover my soul I want to make sure that like you really know who I am and I I went through the partying I went through the unhealthy relationships with girls I I went through a lot of things that that really were were addictions and, and issues in my life and, and I said listen I've dealt with all of this like I don't do what I used to do I'm being completely transparent but if I really want to live the standard uh, of really like living right with you and before God I need to put it all out so that there's no secrets because secret secrets there are no fun secrets ser- secrets what do they do hurt Someone someone a- and so with this I just was like brutally honest and I knew that this could have been a game-changer And I just laid it out there. I said this is what I've done This is who I've been with Th- these are habits that I, that I used to have right those mm-hmm. habits never been a part of our marriage Never been a part of anything like that and I can say that honestly to you and to others I have I have I have never been a part of any of that garbage Which we can all relate to uh, whether it be relationships pornography drugs you know, getting drunk, any of that stuff, I put it behind me because I knew how dangerous dangerous it was for me. That's not part of who I am. That's not part of my life. And it hasn't been since before I met you. And I remember Sue, this this girl who I was totally infatuated with, turned to me on a street. I remember the street because we walked down it all the time. And she looked up at me and she goes, Rob, and she had to look way up. <laughs> Rob, I love you. But if you ever do any of that stuff again, I will kill you. Straight shooter. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, go. that's not how I thought the conversation would go. But it was that intensity of the first walk that I saw in that next major walk that I said, and this is the girl I need. I need to have this. And and in some ways, I, I think we need to just kind of push into this a little bit because because it, Billy Joel's right. I mean, Billy Joel's prophetic. I mean, if we're going to be honest, and I'm going to use that word prophetic, right? Honesty is such a lonely word. Everyone is so untrue. And there have been times where we have had hard conversations with one another mm. about the present, about the past, and about our future.
1: And honesty really has two. We were talking about this earlier in the week. Honesty has two components, right? So honesty with your emotions, what's going on inside to one another, right? Or to a person. But then being honest, like an honest look about yourself when someone else brings out like something in you that may be a character issue. To me, that's one of my hardest struggles is when you point out something in my life and you're being honest with me about a struggle that you see or something I'm dealing with. That's hard when it's about yourself and someone kind of calls you out for that. So I think that's, you know, honesty is it's so many different components of relationships yep. in general. Yeah,
0: you know, and I think that's what, what I've really have valued because in the beginning of, of our marriage, like we we talked about our whole like engagement process and the three different things that we had to value. Mm-hmm. Like, like there are times that like we didn't want to be honest. There were times that like we were frustrated and we were fighting. And, and there were times that I'm like, I don't want to talk to her about this stuff. I, I can't even call her out because if I call her out, she's going to attack me. Is that fair? True. And vice versa. And vice versa. So when our
1: children do it to us, the apple does not fall far from the tree. Let's be honest. It's
0: very true. <laughs> and, and, and it's hardest, hardest when you're going through a tough season. And one of the things that, that I do know, what, what scripture says, it says, don't go to bed in your anger. Because when you wake up, you're going to be more angry. That's all it means. Like, talk about practicality. Like, don't go to bed in your anger. And it's like, you know I don't want to talk about this because it's going to be a 2 a.m. morning.
1: And and that's something that we really had to work on because I love to, to practice that, right? I don't want to go to bed angry, so I will stay up 2 a.m., 3 a.m. until it's done. Rob, on the other hand, although he knows we need to deal with it, he does not want to deal with hard conversations at 2 a.m. Yep. Right? Fair? Yep. You're like, okay, I forgive you. Let me sleep. We'll deal with it tomorrow. And I'm like, nope, we're going to hash this out until it's done.
0: Yeah. And and I think the bigger thing is, is, you know, know your true self. Know your true self. Right? A great philosopher wrote that. Know your true self. And I think what scares me with people, and not even like with people, because that that becomes a little preachy. That's Mm -hmm. putting on other people. Knowing myself that if i am not fully transparent with you it means i'm not being fully transparent with myself and it eats me up it eats me up
1: and what i've noticed about just in us once you lose that real transparent honest it's easier the next time not to be honest. And I think that's where, like, you know, we talk about little white lies, like a yep. little white lie turns into another one, to another one, and then it gets to this big lie. It's the same with honesty. Like, when you're not completely transparent, when I'm not completely transparent with you, the next time it's a little bit easier to kind of just not be completely honest. Yep. And that that's a bad place to be. But I see, like, we see all the time why it happens. Yeah. Right? I yep. mean... You see it. You can watch children and why they lie. Are they trying to be perfectionists? Are they trying to, to show their parents that they really, they are trying? You know, there's so many things, but not being honest just breeds more dishonesty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And let's and let's be honest. Like, it is easy to kind of skirt the truth. Totally. And, and that's where we have to come back and say, listen, I'm trying not to, sk- I I am skirting the truth, but I don't want to skirt the truth. Let's talk about this.
1: So I feel like we've talked about now that right honestly but i think the the big thing to do is what are some things that you and i do to keep each other accountable to be honest to one another i think some tangible things are important for people to know in relationships in general does not have to be husband wife dating friendships
0: yep right yeah i i think when, when i think one of the biggest things we have to realize about honesty is that when trust is broken trust is so hard to rebuild yeah and in a cancel culture that when we break trust and this is really generation x's fault like in all fairness like we, we i've taught i'm preaching about it tomorrow mm-hmm. That generation x if you are between like you know young 50 to like 40-ish i uh, might be off a little bit like we grew up in homes out like you did what you had to do and if you didn't do it right you were in trouble and you need to make sure that you produced and you went to college and, and you just had to get there and so i really think like we, we grew up in a time where like forgiveness wasn't normal. We had to kind of overproduce ourselves. We had Mm. to kind of uh, oversell ourselves. Much different than culture now. Very much much different. different. And so we're so protective of our children now that when we see anything bullying, right, slandering, racism, right, anything Mm -hmm. like that, when we see that, we're like, we won't let it happen to our kids and we cancel people off. And I think that's true with with honesty. Like when someone lies to us, like there's no such thing as a second chance. And I really think with relationships...
1: Or you start already thinking they're never going to be honest again. Yeah. And you never give them that doubt. Like, yeah. You never give them the benefit you of the
0: doubt. And you, and you never move forward. And, there, and there, there's omission and commission, the things that we, we do deliberately and the things that we don't mean to do deliberately. And there's some things that we really don't do deliberately. And so I think that we need to really value honesty with one another and really be honest with people. Like what I value most is honesty. I tell that with my staff. I value honesty and loyalty. I don't care what you've done, just be honest with me. Even with our kids. Yeah. Like we told our kids, like, hey, if you go out and you get trashed, just call us, be honest. If you go out and do st- something stupid with, with an individual, if, you, if you're honest with us, you'll never be in trouble. And our kids are like, wow, that's pretty cool, so. No, well, there might be some consequences, but, yeah, you know. but, Hey, not the first time, Right, not the first time. If it becomes a habit, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. But we need honesty, and, and I think really laying that ground rule, like that, that's a value of yours. And it begins with you being honest with yourself and other people.
1: And I think the big thing is when you're in a relationship, you have to be able to talk about frustrations, right? We frustrate people. We frustrate each other a lot. Right. I mean, let's be honest. There's a day, right? Like, let's be honest. We say that a lot. But and throughout a day, there might be a phone conversation. There might be a text that we don't answer the right way. And I think for us that we've learned that right away, identifying the problem and being honest about what you did that hurt me or vice versa has been very important for us as a couple.
0: Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that oftentimes we think about honesty, the big things, right? The gross right. things, the, the things that are so big and, you know, visible to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. When really it's, it's the little things that matter because it's the little things that lead to the big things. It's the little things that lead to the big things. that I think we need to really just work on that, you know, and, and I will say this. I, I really believe that you need accountability in your life. Mm-hmm. I believe that when you have accountability in your life with people who know you best, that's when you can start living in that place of transparency. And I do want to be very fair to people like, you know, guys have guy relationships for accountability, women have women uh, friendships for accountability, where they really do feel like they can go to that certain place where they can just say, listen, there's some things I can't talk to my spouse about. And you do need that place. But for me, I know I needed my spouse to be my biggest fan, my biggest listener. And the person to that I could go to about the most important things in my soul, and not every couple's there. And if couples aren't there yet, then find a really good friend where you can begin to practice that. And in practicing that, then you learn to be more honest and transparent with your staff—not your staff, with your spouse. (laughs) I meant your spouse. I'm a work. I'm a worker. No, (laughs) the dogs were distracting me. Sorry. (laughs) What about you? What else?
1: Um, I agree. You know, and I think. Especially for young couples as they process what um, marriage looks like. Sometimes it's, it's not always the best thing to just say everything that you're feeling. Yes. It could be very detrimental. It was detrimental for us during our journey of marriage so far. It has been. But we've learned how to perfect that. Not right. perfect, but we've learned the process of it. So there is a really place to be able to have someone that you can say, this is what I'm feeling what, what do you think? You know, and, and someone who you really trust. Um, I really do recommend for everybody that it's female to female and male to male. It's it's an unhealthy precedence to start of having a, a really good friend who's the opposite sex. I will say that. It's um, dangerous. It's dangerous, especially when there's vulnerable times and you're frustrated or you're sharing your heart. But I think that that's really key. And, you know, for us, we've had couples that we've had that where you could have the guy. I could have the the woman and then we could be together and hash through things you know and go through life um i remember one conversation with uh, a good friend of ours and and the wife and i were together and we were in starbucks in wyckoff boulder run parking lot talking about stuff and we really were just sharing stuff and i love that when you have a friend like that you can just feel like you can say it and you're safe and i think right. that's what's most important is that someone that you don't judge and even as a friend right when people share their honesty with you you have to be really willing to say i'm not going to judge them i'm not going to say i can't believe you did that you're yep. going to be a really good friend and listen and process together
0: yep yeah a- and i want to bring it back to marriage i think the bigger thing is is this and this is a takeaway you're going to be my forever right lord willing we have a long life together as long as we are together on this earth you know till death do us part you have to be not only my biggest fan but the place that i could be most truthful with because no one knows you better than your spouse but that takes years to get to Mm -hmm. and so i do believe for couples like there has to be kind of that line Mm -hmm. in the sand like we're going to start having these conversations now that's a takeaway we're going to start having these conversations now and if they haven't been having them they need to start slowly mm-hmm. and saying we're going to learn to do this together
1: and not react. And that's, react. you know, I'm thinking about when we first started doing this, um you would always say to me, "I'm going to talk to you about something but you can't freak out." Yeah. <laughs> because I have that tendency to kind of my blood boils very quickly and I think that's important, you know? Yes. Like you talked yep. about with our children like You're not in trouble if you tell the truth. You know, it's the same kind of thing in a relationship. I love you. I'm going to tell you something. Please don't react.
0: I need you to hear what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why. Yeah. So good. So honesty, it's such a lonely word. Everybody's so untrue. You know what we need to do? We need to flip that. Honesty should be a word that we value. And we should be people of truths for one another. Mm. Especially in the marriage relationship because when when you're honest with one another you allow your relationship to become and grow into what it's supposed to be any last thought
1: i think honesty is the foundation of every relationship and in order for relationship to grow we talk about having deep roots and rooted in soil you know that's something in scripture talks about a lot we need to start that foundation with
0: honesty awesome so this week here's your takeaway Here's your takeaway. One, listen to the Billy Joel song. Okay, got to listen to the Billy Joel song. And two, practice living in that space of honesty and watch how it shapes your marriage. Sue, our marriage has been shaped so well because of the foundation of honesty we've had with one another. And yes, at times it's been hard, but it's been made the soil of our relationship so healthy. So thanks for watching us on One Times One. I'm Rob. And I'm Sue. And we are the Parkers. Have a great week, everyone.